National Fire Radio. National Fire Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to the National Fire Radio podcast. This week, the week of May 15th, 2023, all new episodes, including a new drop by the size up. So check it out, five new episodes this week. We appreciate you coming back day after day, week after week to hear the good word. We have incredible guests with such powerful stories and messages to share. And that's what this job's all about, is talking about it. Because when we talk about the job, like I say in every episode, we're making the job better. Check it out, but do me a favor in the meantime, like, subscribe, and share. Talk about the podcast. Talk about our social media channels. We appreciate the support. Drop us an email at podcast at nationalfireradio.com for any thoughts or ideas you have about the show, any feedback. We'd love to hear it. And lastly, do me a favor. Before we roll into the episodes, we couldn't do it without our partners. So please give our partners a few minutes of your time as we talk about the job and the friendships we make along the way. Hey guys, before we start the podcast, real quick, I want to mention the Gone to Texas Fire Forum and Expo being held in Arlington, Texas on June 9th and 10th. Myself, I'm going to be emceeing the event for two days with nationally renowned speakers that will be there for the weekend. Mo Davis, Clyde Gordon, Rick George, Mickey Farrell, Jacob Johnson, Dennis Riley, and so on. The list goes on and on. I was there last year, helped emcee the event last year. It is a growing conference and an incredible venue globe life field which is home to the texas rangers in arlington texas right in the entertainment district right at the pbr bar which we're going to have a social after the first night i'm telling you right now there's no other venue like this the room actually overlooks the field you get to walk the stadium it is such a cool venue arlington texas june 9th and 10th check them out go on to texasfireforum.com or go to facebook and look them up there too go on the texas fire forum where you can buy your tickets get great hotel rates if anybody's asking you where you're going this summer you tell them gone to texas this episode's brought to you by taylor's tins taylor and her crew at taylor's tins have been manufacturing aluminum helmet fronts since 2017 with over 200,000 tins in the market they are a leader in the helmet front space Custom design, one-offs to department orders. They can turn them around within 24 to 48 hours. Customer service is what they pride themselves on, and they provide nothing but top-shelf product and service to their customers. Check them out at taylorstins.com and check out their full line of product offering. They've always been a very strong supporter since day one with the National Fire Radio podcast and platform, and Taylor and his crew have become dear friends of ours, and we appreciate the support. And at checkout, for a little extra bonus, use coupon code NFR sent me. That's NFR sent me for a discount on your order. Exclusions do apply. Anyway, check out taylorstins.com for the latest and greatest offerings from Taylor and his crew. And in the words of Taylor, stop burning up leather. All right, so here we go. We're going to start. Jeremy, National Fire Radio, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode. It's going to be fun. Uh, I got three of these knuckleheads in the room with me today. We're doing a Zoom, so the audio is going to be a little bit different, but uh, we got it on video. Uh, let's talk to the Job Talks podcast crew, the guys that can't spell Job Talks. We'll start with that um, and so on, but we'll go around the room. John, uh, Barry, and Will, guys, thanks for joining me this morning, man. Appreciate you. Thanks for having us, man. Yeah, man. I just yeah, want to say the, uh, the uh, misspelling was totally financial. We couldn't afford it. <laughs> 
when we were uh, when we were setting our name. I, you know what? I hunt. I totally get it. You know how many names I went through <laughs> trying to figure out like what we wanted and how we were going to do it. So I totally get that um, completely. It's J O B T L K S. They forgot the A, but the A is intentionally left out, and that's okay because you know one day you know we'll afford it. Hell yeah, man! I get that. I love it. it. Makes a good. It makes for a good story, right? Yeah. I we, mean, when you guys become rich and famous on this on your show and your podcast, I mean, you got something to talk about where the origin story came from of of the name. So I love that, man. It's good shit. It's awesome. So listen, there's nothing better than starting off the week with a cup of coffee and talking about jobs. And the the name of the podcast is Job Talks. Um, you guys do a lot of different things, which I really like. Um, you guys talk about the job, obviously. You do interviews with um, with different guests where you talk fire. You talk specific jobs. You guys like to dive in and get the details on different incidents and things that have happened, as well as lessons learned and things like that. You guys also love to do just like a round robin conversation, too, on different topics. Um, and I love that. It's YouTube-based. Um, I believe you're on all the audio channels, too, right? People can find you guys anywhere they're they're digesting their their content or podcast but um i i just want to say keep up the hustle man to start off the show like i just think that anybody that's willing to do this on their own time whether you monetize it or not you know that's that's you know it doesn't matter right what this is is your time giving back to the job in the way that you think and want to do that um and i think it's because you guys truly are students. I mean, I met John up in Maine this past year. John, I thought we had met previously, but uh, it just must be that handsome look of yours. That, yeah. Uh, you know, it <laughs> must have so. stuck with me. <laughs> I but, hope so. You know, but it was fun. You came up, you introduced yourself, you said hello, and that's what I love, man. So many people shy away from the introductions and the conversations, um, you know, and I, I wish more people would come up and say hello and introduce themselves and to learn what you guys were doing and the, to follow you and see what you guys are putting out. I mean, John, why don't we start with you, brother? Where'd this all come from? Actually, this, this actually all started with uh Barry. It's kind of his brainchild and oh. it all started in his backyard with uh, the annual meeting of the mines. So if you're going to be in the Northeast around that time, we'll have to get <laughs> you over there. But what, what time of year is that? When, when should I plan on being there? I think it, uh, I mean yeah. Go ahead, Barry. This is this is Barry's stuff. Well, Barry, then give it to me. Open up, Barry. Let me let me know where this all comes from, bro. All right. Uh, so essentially, uh, so I went I went to the academy uh, with John and Will and I were assigned on Engine Three together, and uh, we used to watch we used to w watch your platform a lot, and uh, I essentially at one point we were a little disen you know disenchanted with culture, wanted more out of the job. So essentially, I would I would hold these gatherings in my backyard to just bring together, you know, guys and gals that love the job to talk shop, collaborate, network, uh, just drink some beers, have some, you know, burgers and just kind of reinvigorate people that might otherwise be like, hey, I'm, you know, am I alone and feeling this way? Um, and we did well. I used to I used to jokingly say I'd, I'd bring a bunch of people together that actually had experience going to fire so I could <laughs> so I could soak up some knowledge. I love it. Um, and uh, so we called it Salty Jake's Gatherings, you know, ironically, because I, I was not one. Um, can I share? Can I share something with you? When yeah, you, absolutely. Now that you say that, um, I bought the domain saltyjakes.com 15 years ago. Oh, no awesome. shit. Yeah. No awesome. kidding. I own that. It, it's going to be for a project that I will eventually launch. Um, but I bought that. I was actually going to name the podcast that, but because I'm not really from New England, I didn't think it would stick because I just don't have that cool accent like you guys. So I didn't think it would work. 
But if you, you look at the domain salty, saltyjakes.com, that, I own that. And I literally bought it like 15 years ago. And I've had shit. I've probably had 10 or 12 people try to buy it from me over the years, but I won't I sell bet. it. Yeah, unless that's the, awesome. Unless the money's absolutely worth it. But yeah, no kidding. Nobody's, firemen aren't willing to pay the money that yeah. I want for it. So, no. Anyway, yeah. so Barry, go ahead, brother. Salty Jakes. Yeah. I love it. You could, ho- you could host the inaugural episode from my backyard if you want. <laughs> love that man absolutely but, but yeah so um it that that went really well and you know conversations with with will and john you know trying to find out like hey like what is it that you know we're passionate about and essentially it was it came down to like positively influencing the fire service and fire service culture and you know to kick it back to john john's like the one that's like you know barry you should like start a podcast so i kind of just kind of simmered in the simmered in the brain and i i said you know fuck it it was a good idea so i i literally called my best friends will and john we had no uh preconceived notions of what it would be we just wanted to to talk about the job kind of put a positive dent in the fire service and highlight the people and organizations that are doing it right and uh will had some connections uh in the in the producing world uh to get us going and kind of kind of the rest is history so we just started as a couple of best friends that just wanted to do something and kind of take ownership for culture and, you know, looking around and saying like, Hey, like if, if no one else is going to take responsibility, it's, it's on us. Um, and the rest is kind of history, I guess. Yeah. Will, where did, where, so what was it like, man, when you got that, when you had that conversation and you were like, you want to do what, like, what, what is this? Yeah. So it, it was, uh, actually, I remember I was standing in the gear room, uh, at my firehouse and Barry was like, uh, Hey bud, you want to start a podcast? And I think I literally was just like, fuck yes. Like, let's do it. Um, and, uh, and, and that's like you said, that's kind of how it got going. And, uh, why were you, why were you so just all in? Uh, so part of it was, I had a couple of buddies that, that had started doing a podcast about some, like some military stuff completely unrelated. And I watched it. I liked it. I also found like to John's, what John was saying earlier about like finding like your show through doing this stuff. So one of the things like I realized is that if you don't have the right people around you and i'm not saying people are wrong but if you don't have the people that are into these kind of things you don't learn about them you don't learn about the podcasts are out there you don't learn about the training companies that are out there you don't learn about the names like ray mccord or uh, ray mccormick or even chief linehan who you had on last week or whoever these guys are and like doing it brings us to more people you know what i mean so yeah. like i was like i was like absolutely in like I didn't have any idea of what it would be. I don't think any of us did, but it was just kind of like, yeah, man, let's do it. Let's do something that feels good, you know? No, I love that. John, what about you, man? Were you in from the get? Yeah, Bar- I've, Barry's like the fearless leader. I'll follow him anywhere. So, but uh, we, uh, yeah, so me and Barry, we had this like intense competition going on all throughout Academy and we kind of forged our friendship on like, just grinding out every day in the academy together whether it's like the workouts always trying to like move over to each other to get on the same team to get things done um and so i was like this will be this this won't be anything different we'll you know we'll get in this we'll grind this out and uh we'll see where it takes us and uh did you guys need it like yeah uh, yeah yeah i I, think so I, i needed it i was uh and and i'm i'm very happy with my department we have we have a great department um but you know the the days and the weeks and the months that go by and you're not getting any work and you know it can be a little bit lackluster sometimes but 
you know, we saw complacency, right? So it's like, ah, oh, man, I haven't, I haven't looked at this or that in a long time. Now that we're doing this on a week to week basis, we're constantly tearing apart, you know, topics and ideas. And we're talking about, you know, we're talking with people about people, what they're doing. And then uh, before you know it, you know, it's like, we're learning again, right? So we're just, we just keep learning and learning and learning and staying a student of this job. And uh, that's been like, you know, that that's given me like the, uh, the ability to just like keep moving forward. You know what I mean? Even though, you know, it can be tough out there when you're just not getting the fires and not using the stuff that you've, you know, gone to academy for and trained for, but this just kind of keeps the spirit alive. All right. I, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, I also feel like we, we came out of COVID and we like lacked that oh, yeah. connection a little bit, you know, both to the fire service and to each other. And so this was like a good, like talk about need it, like get your best friends in the room and you talk about the job and it's awesome. You know what I mean? And and like I said, we didn't know, uh, I don't think we knew where it would, where it was going to go at all. No. And uh, to bring it kind of Jeremy, to bring it full circle, like, you know, obviously this is a big full circle for us, but there's, there's a picture, you know, we used to watch and follow your page and like Will and I started at engine three together and Will uh, ended up going to the squad. So I was by myself for a little while. It was kind of a funny backstory. I had deployed overseas. Um, and when I got back, my, my chief had asked, he's like, where do you want to go? And I was like, he's like, put me back in the trenches with the men chief, but I'm not going anywhere. And then within three months, Will transferred, my lieutenant transferred, my senior transferred. <laughs> I had a whole new crew. I was like, thanks, wow. guys. Yeah, yeah, thanks, guys. Um, but I literally used to watch you on Instagram as a reminder that, like, I'm not alone. There's guys that love the job. And there's, a, I'll show you a picture of me and Will at a veterans gathering. It was probably 2018. I had my sol solid brothers hat on. And, like, yep. you you were literally the guy um, that I looked up to. And one of the nexus, I was like, you know what? Like, he's right. Like, we have to take ownership for culture. So it comes back to you, man. Like you were a huge inspiration for us. Yep. I, uh, you know, I, thank you. I got like chills. Um, that is, it's kind of what's important about this, right. Is like the fact that we're here today talking about the job, the fact that you guys recognize that it's okay to talk about it. You're talking about it anyway. Why not share it? Right. Like I always, I get confused on that. Right. I, I am seeing lately, which is really pissing me off, but in my own world, I'm seeing guys think it's cool to hate the job right now, which it comes, it goes full circle, right? And everybody deals with that. But I'm, I'm, there's so much negativity in some areas right now that I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I, I just don't understand it. But I'll tell you this, man, for me, it's always been important. And a big part of why I did this from the get was to tell people it was okay to share their own stories. And um, for you to say that, I'm I'm completely honored. And I it's hard for me to fathom that I have an impact on people. But yeah, I do yeah. believe, and I'm starting to understand more and more with the power of our channel and what we've been able to do, I do recognize that we do influence in some ways. Um, and that's been hard for me. I'll be honest with you guys. That's been really hard for me to understand that, like, I'm anyone of any type of influence. But Here's the thing, right? Proof is in the pudding. I'm, I'm talking to three dudes today that are totally into the job, and you guys are pushing yourself to do weekly content and put it out there to share your love with others. And if I had anything to do with that, then hell, man, I win. Like we win. We all win, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah, the fire the service point. wins. That's the point of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm honored. Thank you. 
um, Barry, for, for saying that. That means the world to me. Um, I'm also getting a ton of gripes about the Solid Brother hats and how we discontinued them, and a lot of people are pissed off about that, but there's a whole backstory on that. It's yeah. um, so on. But I will say this. Where, where does the continue push and drive come from? I mean, I know what it takes to grind and to put out content regularly. I do it day in, day out for the last five and a half years. I mean, this is, this is, I got five episodes today that yeah, I'm right. right. Like it is a drive and, and it's a grind and it takes its toll on me this weekend. I kind of unplugged, right? It was mother's day weekend. I kind of just unplugged. I did some Instagram and Facebook posts, but I didn't record anything. I didn't do anything extra or above and beyond other than just doing some posts. Um, I didn't work on any, any of the admin stuff, the business stuff, nothing. I just put it all away. Right. Where does it come for you guys? Where is that personal drive and push come from that's pushing you guys to do what you do? So I think uh, for, first I'd, I'd have to give credit to Will because uh, Will is our social media guru. He does, he's the guy behind the scenes doing the legwork day in and day out to put all that content together. So <laughs> Will is, you know, I, I have to, you can't, oh, obviously he's one of my best friends, can't say enough about him anyway, but um I think the drive for, for us is really one rooted that we all really, really love the job. And we, we've come to the conclusion that like it is worth it. Um, and it's important to make sure that the, the voices of the people that love and care about the fire service, it's, it's important to be louder than, than the people that maybe have something else to say. Love that. Um, yeah. And at the end of the day, like, I think job talks is essentially just rooted in, in friendship really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like at the end of the day, like, if job it's our our core mission and our core values are essentially one trying to make a positive dent but if, you know if job talks no pun intended caught on fire tomorrow and burned to the ground like we're still going to be friends and that's i think right. an important thing and i i also i also think like you talk about like when we first started we definitely had some people that were chirping in our ear about being you know, guys trying to do this always happens right but then you get you get like we're here with you today we had Chief Nardelli was uh, one of our first guests, some chiefs from our own department, chiefs from uh, from Johnny's department. And then guys that like I know I personally really respect on the job that when we approached them to come on and talk about stuff, they were like, yeah, let's do it. And then you realize like you're not alone. And like you were saying, like fighting against that, like it's cool to hate. Like we say we always say we're fighting against the cool kids club. You know what I mean? Like the 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 people that try to rally together and make it seem like being into the job is a bad thing and then you realize you have those little those outliers they're not outliers they're actually numerous they're just they're just the silent majority you know what i mean and so finding all those people has been really refreshing yeah. john what say, about you brother i would say for myself man like um uh, again like the educational aspect of this and i i tell people all the time um you know i, I don't want to i don't want to drive training and annoy people but the problem for me is i always tell people that i'm an irish potato picking mfr and i just need to do the same job day in day out and get really good at it i need a simple task right so i'm not the smartest man out there so i need reps and so this whole drive for me with this whole thing is because I keep getting reps, even if they're mental reps. And then, you know, some of the things that we're doing out there, you know, hopefully going to lead to training and some other things. But that's that's the whole drive for me is that if I'm not, if I don't constantly keep myself aware of, 
you know, it's hard. You go to work, you do a couple of 24s and you go home. You might not be, you take a week off, you're not at the fire station for 10 days. And if you're not thinking about your town, if you're not thinking about, you know, um, fire tactics and things like that, you go back and you're like, it's almost day one again for me. So I have to keep myself in the loop. And this is a very good way, a positive way to do that. And it just keeps my mind engaged in the fire service. And so, um, and, and, you know, to go back to what Barry said, and I'm just hanging out with my friends doing cool shit. So well, and that's it, right? I mean, yeah. I, I love yeah. that. I think it's, you know, you're willing to, if you're doing it anyway, why not share it? Right. Why like that's what it? I look at. Yeah. Right. And, and right. years ago, like some of my favorite times in the firehouse are, you know, standing around that bumper, you know, the back bumper, the front bumper, you know, having an impromptu conversation in the firehouse and the volunteer world, even having a beer at the firehouse, if it's allowed, right? Like where you come from, like, and you get some of the best stories. And when you can start taking the old stories from the the guys that have been there for quite a while and, and pairing those stories to the new kids that have never heard them, even though I've heard them 12 times in the last 30 years, mm-hmm. I want to hear them again. Right. I want to hear them right. again. I want to hear them again. Right. And it's like, how do you capture that? And that for me was a big catalyst of why we started um, National Fire Radio was to capture those stories because a lot of those stories are leaving and we don't have a lot of stories to fill in the gaps. And these guys are leaving and taking those stories with them. We don't have those fun monumental stories that we used to have. We should be making our own. Um, but I think the the opportunities to make them are becoming less and less. So we need to dive in even harder so that we can build our own legacy and share those stories with the next generation. Um, and I, I think that's really important. But for you guys, like, I love it. But I have to think, like, Will, you kind of you kind of alluded to this a little bit. The reinforcement of people you respected on the job, whether from your own job or or local and they they bought in and they said, no, we're like you guys. We want to talk about this, right? That had to be a, a strong reinforcement for you guys because there's always going to be people chirping in the beginning. There's always going to be the haters. And for you guys, I have to think it probably wasn't the easiest thing to start, no? No, it was it was easy. And like I think I think speaking for myself, like I, I've had enough experience in life that I don't care so much about the haters, you know what I mean? I do. Um, so, so it wasn't terrible, but it definitely was helpful. If that makes sense. Like it was definitely helpful to have those guys because then you, if, if, if I had, you know, that, that, that cool kid that was chirping fine. If I had, you know, somebody I respected on the job, like, like right. Paul Morrison or chief Eichels right. or Nardelli. And they were like, Hey, you guys are kind of missing the mark. Like, I see what you're trying to do. You're kind of that would that would mean something to me. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? Those guys don't mean don't mean anything to me because they're they're not they're not uh, they're not doing the things that need to be done in the fire service. Not always the easiest thing to say, though, right? I mean, a lot of people are afraid to put themselves out there. Barry, was it easy for you? Um, no, I mean, not necessarily in the beginning. I think there's always that um, um that hesitation to kind of step out of line, you know, step out of the crowd and differentiate yourself. Uh, and I think, you know, when we talk to the guys and talking to Will and John, you know, obviously daily, um, it's, it's been very freeing for me in the sense that I no longer, I mean, everyone cares at the end of the day, I think everyone to a degree cares what people think, but once you, you make the commitment to step out of the line and say, Hey, this is something worth doing. I'm going to do it regardless of what people have to say about it. 
it, it's very freeing because now I very much view things through the lens of like, you know, like if someone, you know, has something to say about job talks, which is fine, you know, have, people have varying opinions, but my, my immediate thought process is, okay, well, wh what are you doing to make the fire service better? And right. if you're just talking, then I honestly don't, don't really give a shit. Right. Um, but I very much view it through the lens of like, if you're not actively participating in being a solution and driving the fire service forward in a positive way, then you're just part of the problem. And I don't really, you know, put much weight same, you know, with like what Will was saying, I don't really put a lot of weight or stock in, in people that are just talking, you know, it's easy to, it's easy to cat call from the bleachers, the guy that's down trying to do something and trying to make an organization better. So that's, that's kind of how I, view, how I view things now. Bro, it takes, it takes somebody that's got strong will though, no pun intended here, but yeah. you know, to, you know, really, thank you, John, yeah. <laughs> uh, to, you know, to kind of like, I don't know, yeah. understand that. I mean, so many people are afraid of that. And I think so many people are afraid to stand up and it, it takes a certain somebody, whether like Will alluded to, it takes some point in your life where you've come accustomed to and comfortable with being able to stand up for what's right. You hope that people's character is a big part of who they are, but I find people buckle all the time and yeah. people struggle with owning their shit and putting themselves out there. So right. for you guys to be able to understand and, and then want to do that, Kudos to you, man, because there's a lot of people that love the job, but they have to be secretive about it. Right. And I hate yeah. that. I, I absolutely know, I, hate that. And I think there's also a strength in numbers between our between us. So like if we like you you kind of built this thing by yourself. Like I think that's a tougher position to be in than to have three good friends who, if you get chirped in your ear, you have each other to to bounce each other. You know, when you're having that down moment or you're having that like moment of doubt you know, like Barry can lift me up, John can lift me up, I can lift them up, you know what I mean? So it, it definitely, I think having the three of us doing this together makes makes a huge difference as well. Yeah. Mo moment of doubt, man. I've had tons of them. Yeah. I still have them. I had one, what, two weeks ago, a week ago. I was yeah. like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. no. can I, can I do this? Am I allowed to do this? Should I take these permissions? Should I not? Like I'm spending all this time. Is it worth it? Like, yeah. Man, I, I'll tell you, man, I think if you don't have moments of doubt, um, I, I don't know if you're doing it right, to be honest. Yeah. No. What do they say? If you're not if you're in your comfort zone all the time, you're not you're not getting better or, or yeah. moving forward, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, and I, I owe I owe Will and John a lot in the sense of like, you know, I'll be the first to admit, like I've had moments of doubt was probably like three or four months ago when I'm like, Hey, you know, like I, I have a eight month old kid and like, I'm trying to finish school and I'm trying to study for the lieutenant's exam. And like, you know, Will and John essentially like, Hey, this is worth carrying on. This is important. Like, so if you need to back down to 25%, we'll carry the load. Um, Outstanding. So, so that's, that's, you know, like that's, that's your friends, you know? So John, where's that come from, bro? Well, I, I gotta say, I, I don't know, man. I just, I guess I am. He's uh, just a solid brother. I, I don't there know. There it is. <laughs> I just, listen, I, I just enjoy this stuff. I sit around and, you know, it's, we had this conversation with a few people, but um, specifically Chief Brian Nardelli, he said, uh, he said, when you're, when you're sitting at home and you're on YouTube and you're watching, you know, fire porn videos He's like, do you see electricians sitting there like on YouTube watching how to install an electrical outlet or whatever they're doing? And it's like, no, we sit around and we watch this stuff 
day in and day out. And so, um, you know, I just have an interest in, in listening and watching and uh, trying to listen to like people that have come before us. I like to try to learn. I like to try to learn from other people's mistakes. I have this uh, uncanny way though, of, of like dragging myself through it and making the mistakes first. It's, I mean, it's how we all learn the best, but I have this, I have this knack for just really effing it up <laughs> so I can <laughs> figure it out later. So that's, you know, and I, I don't have a problem sticking my neck out there. I kind of always do. Um, it's I'm, I'm actually, I'm pretty, I'm pretty outspoken. I have opinions on a lot of things. I'm really trying to, it was hard for me for my first year on the job to really yeah. just shut the hell up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and then, you know, day 366, I was like, all right, <laughs> time to un- time to unleash the beast i think let's talk about the last 12 months yeah exactly yeah i think the i think there's something very important there right like to to kind of just wrap that a little bit and, and talk about it a little bit more right wrap it with a bow is that like there's this fine balance between being opinionated and wanting to speak your mind and give your advice or opinions on a matter, but then knowing when to hold back and let people find their way as well. And I think the other part of that too, John, and I'd love to explore this a little bit further too, is that it's okay to take the permissions to make the mistakes. Like people are so afraid of making mistakes. People are so afraid of putting themselves out there. Job talks, you're putting yourself out there, right? Like, but on the fire ground in training, it's like how many guys are stepping up to do that search drill first or do the not drill that everybody's uncomfortable doing anyway and everybody's going to screw up anyway. Like right. we, like we need people that are willing to step up, take the lead and learn from mistakes. Like everybody's going to make a mistake on the fire ground. I don't know any fireman or I do. I know plenty of firemen that have never made a mistake yeah. on the fire ground. But those guys are never going to get better. They're never going to yeah. learn. I screw up all the time. And if you don't learn from that, well, then it's just insanity, right? It's the same thing over yeah. and over without right. a different outcome. Right. And so, you know, to that, um, finding your place, finding your voice, finding your experience. Um, I love that, John. I think I think that's really well said in in, uh, in your case. I really do. Yeah, the, the uh, important part of that is, you know, uh, and I've learned this from, you know, I never really thought like I, I needed a mentor. And I haven't gone up to anyone and said, Hey, man, like you're my mentor. But um, there are plenty of people that I work with that I watch close and kind of study and see what they're doing, see how they're doing it and try to take their example. Um, Whether it's like, you know, being the leader and, you know, uh, you know, doing trainings or, um, you know, if I work on another group, and they're doing some kind of training drill, I'm bringing it back and to to my group, and we're gonna and we're gonna do it. I actually uh, achieved I unlocked the status of training captain as a firefighter on my department. So, uh, you know, in good firefighter fashion and fun, I've gotten, uh, I've gotten heckled on that a bit, but I enjoy it. That, that like when, when I walk in the morning and, and guys say, Hey, what's up, captain? I'm like, good morning. I'm I'm, ha- I'm happy to hear it. it. It's fuel for the fire and I love it. So I got to say thanks to, thanks to those guys. Well, I listen, man, those guys push you. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Right. I I think, I think it's important to be pushed. I think it's important to be challenged. I like to push my friends. And if you're a friend of mine or somebody close to me, I'll push you harder than anyone because I, I know what your worth is. I know the value you can bring. And sometimes I think I need to be that voice. Maybe I don't be, maybe I'm that guy that's too overbearing and over the top sometimes, 
but I also see like I love pushing people and then seeing them actually get to where I think uh, where I thought they could be and they get there. Yeah. And that is so yeah. satisfying for me, but it's also for them to understand like, hey man, I can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can bring this to the table. I can perform this way. I can learn this. I think it's powerful. I really do. So let me I something else you hit on too, and I and, and Barry and Will, I'd love to get your take on this too. You said you don't have John, you said you specific, you don't have a specific mentor, yet there's many people on your job that yeah. that you like to watch, which in turn kind of mentors you in your position, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's there's guys that I that I notice, like, you know, you have those guys who uh who get along with with everybody for one reason or the next and they're really good at it they like have this approach where they can they can get on everybody's level with them and that's one of the things like like you said you can be overbearing sometimes i can be the same way but i look at the guys who aren't and i'm like all right let me let me try to reel it in and, and and take some cues from this person and then the guys who are just you know studs whether it's you know with um I don't know. It could be anything from like the, the training division of it, like guys Mm -hmm. who just know how to get guys to get out there and train and to do things. And then, um, you know, but even taking, and I got to say, even I I got some advice from, um, from a Lieutenant of mine, he's a captain now. And he said, this is a long career. He's like, you do have to realize that there are times that you need to just be able to sit back and read. It doesn't have to do anything with the fire service, but you need to sit here and you need to like spread your you know spread your time out amongst a bunch of things and more or less become a well-rounded individual in the fire service and that's so i could sit here all day and i could name probably 10 people that i'm sitting here like emulating like all right this guy i like this piece i like this i like like this i like that i'll take i'll take a little bit from everybody yeah to try to get myself there you know Yep. But my point of that, which I really like, was that the fact that you recognize that because, like, I struggled with that. People ask me all the time, "Did you have a mentor? Did you have a mentor? Did you have a mentor?" Right. And I'm like, "No, like, I I didn't." But there's a lot of people that stand out to me about what they do or how they act or their command presence or their fireground presence or their officership or their their abilities to do this. And those things stand out to me and I like to emulate that or I like to digest it and say, man, I, I want that piece from him. Like he's not my mentor, mm-hmm. but it's certainly somebody that I looked up to in this regard. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Will, what are your thoughts on that, bro? Uh, it, it's funny. We obviously kind of kind of think alike um, as a crew, but I feel the same way. So like I always say, like, find a mentor or whatever you want to call it that is someone who's doing what you want to do in the fire service. Right. So it, like you said, like I have mentors that I look up to for how they, how they're leaders, like their leadership abilities. I have uh, mentors or whatever you want to call them uh, that I look up to because of their tactical sense or people like, like Johnny said, that just can get along with everybody and know how to motivate people. Um, So I feel kind of the same way, like, and, and they're also, you don't want to call them mentors necessarily, but there are also people you watch that you're like, this is absolutely what I don't want to do, you know? And I think that's mentors too, man. That's just as important. Yeah. Yeah. If I I can see this and I can avoid, like I see what this person does and how people react and I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? And then I find somebody, you know, or hopefully have somebody that I can 
I can kind of be a little bit of a reflection of in the more positive sense. This episode's brought to you by Teledyne Fleer. Teledyne Fleer is the originator and creator of thermal imaging technology. In 2013, FLIR launched the K-Series camera for the public safety sector, in particular firefighting. They have created cameras over the last 10 years for every position on the fire ground. From tactical to situational, their cameras help us make the right decisions on the fire ground. So check out Teledyne Fleer, check out their product offerings and engage them on their social media and ask them for more information and education in regards to their product. Teledyne Fleer is producing one of the best cameras on the market and they're a proud sponsor and partner of the National Fire Radio podcast. So go over to www.fleer.com and look up the public safety file and you'll find the latest offerings from Teledyne Fleer. Yeah, good points for sure. Barry? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say I'm very much along the same lines. I generally try and always surround myself with people that are uh, that are better than me uh, to kind of, you know, like high waters lift all ships. Uh, so I try to try to find people that are either like-minded or make me better in some way. And even, even if that's challenging me uh, in ways that might be uncomfortable or ways that I don't particularly feel that I need to be challenged, but ultimately ends up being good for me. Um, but as far as the fire service, uh, yeah, I mean, as soon as you said, I do have one specific mentor, and I'm sure Will and John know who exactly who I'm going to say. Uh, but no, yeah, it's not so Schmetti Freckles, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So our um, our division chief, uh, Freddie Eichels, um, has had a huge impact on me and my life, the way I view the fire service. You know nice. what's right and wrong. Um, so I, I hope he listens. Um, and I'm fortunate enough to call him a close pr- personal friend at this point, and I it, it's nice because you can have you know mature mature relationship at work and you know he's he's your chief yeah uh, but yeah he's he's been a huge benefactor to, to my development um uh, but you know akin to what what will said like you can have you know fire service leaders military leaders uh people that influence your your tactic you know tactical operations pers- perspectives or leadership or culture i mean i would say like you know formal versus informal like you, i've considered you an informal mentor and like what culture should be and how you know what we care about and driving fire service culture forward so yeah i think you know takes a village um but yeah i would say chief freddie eichels so. i love that no and that's cool i i love that i i wish i mean in some regards i wish i could be like this guy and then i could just be like you know shower this guy with like all my appreciation and gratitude for you know yeah but i just i don't have that but for you i'm kind of jealous of that in a way but that's awesome but it also takes a village like you said yeah. i think the other thing too that you kind of alluded to that we skip over we're so involved in the fire service. Like it's a lifestyle, right? Like you guys live it inside and outside the firehouse. I mean, obviously with job talks, you guys get together once a week, you do all the stuff that you do. And then when you sit around at home, even with your wives and kids or girlfriends, whatever you have, right. You're still talking about fire, right? I mean, I, I do it too. Right. Yeah. But I look at it this way too. Mentorship is also outside of the firehouse and, and Barry, you kind of alluded to that. Like I look at guys that are good family men. Mm-hmm. Good husbands, yep. good fathers, good financially, smart guys that can help you with your retirement or real estate decisions or business decisions, like all of that, right? I think mentorship across the board is super important. We get, we always get blind, you know, we always get blinded by the fire service because that's what we are and that's what we do. But man, 
there are some of the best firemen in the world that have the shittiest home life or the shittiest marriages or racking up the divorces or all these other things that that come along with it sometimes. And you you often wonder like, man, I wish like he would be open-minded to, you know, somebody else in that area of his life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just think that being a good person comes across also at the firehouse, right? Like I, I'm a firm believer that if your personal life's in good position, you can be in a good position anywhere in your life. And that includes walking through the door at the firehouse. And if your personal life is in shambles, I think that comes across the floor to the firehouse as well. And so I think it's important that mentorship needs to be more than just the senior guy riding that engine or a chief in the buggy. It needs to be people in your life that you think have a positive impact on you, regardless of their position or where they stand. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I think it was a, uh, was it chief Linehan that said just being a decent human being? hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like, that's for me, that's the selfish play for me with national fire radio, man. I get to talk to like the most incredible people, right? You guys get to do it too. And so if I spend an hour, like spend an hour with you guys today, there's a couple of things I wrote down here that I like, you know? And, um, and so that impacts me. So as I go through my day and then I do the narrative for this podcast and it makes me think of you guys and what you're doing, that betters me, right? So that's my selfish endeavor with National Fire Radio is I get to talk with the coolest people in the fire service. I get to talk to people that want to talk about how good the job is. So I love that. Let's talk about the show real quick. We're talking about mentorship. How hard was it to ask some mentors or guys that you know yeah. that have reputations on the job to be <laughs> on your show? Because yeah. I know I still five and a half years in, 300 episodes or whatever the hell it is now, right? Like, I know it's still awkward for me sometimes asking people to be on my show. So yeah. what's it like for you guys? Was that hard in the beginning? Is it hard now? We, uh, we have uh we have a secret weapon and he's called the streets diplomat and his yeah. name is his name is johnny job talks um, john does a lot of our talking for us in that regard I I love it. yeah it's it, it's um you know once you once you establish connection with somebody the cold calls the cold calls i think barry's kind of mastered that one but once you make a connection with people it's it's kind of easy to to get um i will say the the first time so a, a, a late friend of mine, actually, um, I sat down with him a couple of years back on St. Patty's Day and he said, um, I heard you started a podcast. And I said, yeah, I did. And he said, well, congrats, man. Why didn't you tell me? I'm like, ah, you know, we just started it. We're just getting our feet yeah. wet. Yeah. And he go, and he goes, do you need anything? And I'm like, ah, I said, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll come find you when I do. And he goes, dude, I can get you Nardelli. And I was like, yeah, I was going to ask you for that. I'm like, but we need to get a few episodes out first. And then, yeah. um. So he finally sent me his number and I'm like, you know, pacing back and forth at the firehouse. And I'm like, I fucking uh, love it, man. I'm like, right? <laughs> I get it. I and absolutely like, get it. And I'm like, just, just text him. And that's so why I texted him. I was like, Hey, uh, you available for a call? He said, absolutely. So I gave him a call and then the rest is history, you know? Um, but yeah, making that first phone call to get, you know, to get, to get Brian on was, uh, you know, it was a little like, uh, you know, I, it's like, you almost don't want to like waste anybody's time or whatever, but then you realize, the people that you're the people that you're reaching out to do this stuff for they're they're all into this stuff and so it's so it it just turns out that everybody's like yeah and then you gain all the support um you know and then um i had mentioned something to my chief about you know we're looking for ideas for the show and within a day he was he came back to me he's like hey what do you think about this and i'm like 
absolutely let's spin it up you know so yep. it's just, it just that once the wheels start turning it's a little easy but it's definitely it you know reaching out to people for this stuff can definitely be a little nerve-wracking yeah you know? i i think it's too at barry I, i'd love to hear your point of view on this since you seem to be the the, the ring leader here you know behind uh, the scenes if you will the, the guy that got this going yeah. But like I carry such a burden with me to be sure that I deliver upon their time and energy spent with me, right? Like I worry so much that we bring value for the guest all the time. That is something that is so in front of me when I do things like this, that if I don't bring my A game and I don't think our delivery's there or the distribution's good enough for them, it, it crushes me. Like I, I worry every single episode that we're able to make sure that we give the 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 man or woman that's willing to be on as a guest to give their time that it's representative for them right that's super important right. barry what are your thoughts um i think you know john said you know i i i'm okay at giving an elevator pitch at this point um <laughs> to, you know to to a few people we've been lucky to have them on the show or come to our events which i'm sure we'll talk about um but I think that the episodes that have had like the greatest uh, gravity with me um, have been people with like a really important message or people that are willing to open up about personal stuff. Um, so we had, uh, and he actually reached out to me, a, a close personal friend, uh, John Talon, uh, who came on to talk about alcoholism in the fire service. Uh, and that was where I felt like a heavy burden to really like, we need to fucking get this right. Yeah. Uh, it's a really important message. And, you know, the bravery that he displayed in coming on and yes, know, he's, he's on Hyannis and he's, he's, I actually met him in a ropes class, but um, just the fact that like one, a close personal friend and someone that I look up to and, and hold in high regard, trusted me and trusted John and will with his message on our platform. Um it wasn't like a heavy burden, but it was, it was an honor, you know, and it was something that we tried really hard to to make sure that we got right. Um, yeah. So those are the things that really stick with me as people that trust you with their message and, you know, things you, that are important to them. Those episodes for me, it's like, I'm in, uh, like having a blast. We're having fun. We're laughing. We're talking. And then you have a serious episode and you're like, holy shit, this is heavy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's no. like, you know, you kind of knew going into it, it probably was going to be right. You pregame a little bit, you understand yeah. the topics, where you're going to go. Yeah. And then you think about like, and, and I'd love to ask you this too, but like after, after that conversation, the return on that conversation, you know, the amount of emails and messages I get DMS and so on. I mean, have you guys felt that as well? that you've reached out and people have come back to you and said like, Hey man, you made a difference in my life for, you know, you've, you kind of helped me reset in the job or, you know, you, my family life's a little bit better because I took some advice I heard on your show. Like do you guys get those messages. And if you do, what do you do with them? Yeah, I think, I think we definitely, definitely get, you know, uh, and it comes, it comes through different platforms, whether, huh. you know, people are messaging will on, on social media yeah, or yeah, talking, yeah. coming up to us in the firehouse. And I think that's, like one of the greatest endorsements um, we've ever gotten was uh, I had a guy, I was on a detail to a different house and uh, I had a guy that I didn't even think knew that we had a podcast, not a guy that I would even think that like, listen to podcasts at all. Uh, just came up to me. He was like, Hey man, I listened to your episode on this. He's like, that was a good episode. Keep it up. And that's all he said. And I was like, that's all he needed to say. That's yeah. sometimes the most powerful one, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I, sure. I, 
I think like, uh, like you said, like the distribution of it is maybe a little challenging on our end being small. And so I feel like, I feel like when we have guests on, like we have, like, they have to know, like, I want your message to reach as many people as possible, but we're not, we're not a big platform. You know what I mean? So we don't have like a huge, a huge guest list, or we don't have like a huge viewership yet, hopefully one day. Um, but I, I definitely feel like you were saying that like burden of like making sure if they're going to take their time to, to give us this message that we put it out correctly and to as many people as possible. Cause if they feel like, if they feel it's important enough to come on and talk about, then we should feel it's important enough to like get it out there to be seen and heard, you know, it's a really good point, Will. And, and, and that goes to then your work ethic behind the scenes, right? It's like making sure that the delivery is everything and more than you could possibly do for the guests while continuing to push your platform forward to push their message forward. Right. Like right. that's all part of it. Um, I also know this too, though, I'd rather 300 followers than 3 million followers if the 300 love and are involved and they're part of the community, right? Yeah, numbers are just numbers, right? And, you know, you can boast. I mean, we talk about our download numbers because we have to, because we have sponsors now and things like that. But you look at the engagement, right? It's like, what kind of engagement do we get? You right, know, if definitely. I'm doing 5,000 downloads in the first 45 days or 60 days or 30 days of, a, of an episode, right? Yeah. Great. However, like, what's the engagement, right? What's... Yeah. And so on. So like numbers are numbers to me. I think what really matters is the engagement with your community, the connection you make. And I'd rather have 300 all in than 3000 with, with 10 all in. And, and, you know, the balance yeah. doesn't yeah. care. Yeah. Right? I agree with that. I agree. Yep. Yeah. I yeah. think where, and you know, Will and John can probably speak to this as well, where, where I felt the greatest not like burden or pressure, but like, so we do these lecture series kind of on like a quarterly basis where we bring people in and our most recent lecture series, like, you know, I had told Will and John, you know, there's always, you always got to hustle and, and sell tickets. And I, I'm kind of the pessimist of the group and, you know, Will and John carried me over the finish line during my inevitable panic attacks that we haven't sold enough tickets yet. Um, but, you know, we had Steve DeSrusso from, from Manchester Fire um who's an absolute gentleman who got burned up pretty bad at a fire i actually live in manchester um but just the biggest thing for me was like you know i didn't care if we sold you know three tickets or three thousand like i just wanted the people that were coming that were entrusting us with their message to ultimately just be proud of us because you know nardelli was there eichels was there um ray mccormick um and steve disrusso like I, I just wanted them to be proud of proud of us and like that their time was, was, you know, sure. worthy of, you know, uh, coming down and believing in us. And you know, in the, the backside of that is obviously people are, you're, are paying to be there, but specifically Steve DeSrusso. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to talk to him. I have not. Um, I don't think there was a dry eye in the house during his presentation. Um, but him entrusting us, uh, with his message and coming down and that's, that's where I feel like I'm like, you know, we really got to get this right. Well, listen, man, that's what I always say to people is thank you for trusting me with your story, right? Because it's, you know, they don't have to do that. And, you know, for me to be a steward of their word and we've built a community where we can share their message, then thank you for trusting me with that message, right? And that's that's hugely important. Let's talk about the lecture series. 
It's a pain in the ass, is it not? It is. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's always so a we, struggle. Before uh, COVID, yeah. we were doing our on tap series where we would go in and do the bar takeovers and stuff. We're gonna get back to them. We're gonna get back to some live events. But what I'm finding now is I'm doing more events with other people that are throwing them and then inviting us to be a part of it. You know, um, which I don't mind because it's come less on down. Of, come less on of down. a burden, man. Less yeah, of a burden. Yeah. But there's all that work that goes into that why 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 are you guys why do you guys work so hard at something that you probably get little monetary return on i think i'll i think i'll take a cue from you about uh you know your selfishness about going around and doing this and talking to you know all these awesome people um selfishly because i want to hear what these people have to say and i want to sit back and i and i want to learn and, uh, you know, it's like we we threw this event and we put some work in. So we had a free, uh, you know, front row ticket to listen to these guys talk. And, um, you know, and the VIP, you get behind the scenes, too. That's like it. You that's get to it. have this guy. He's yeah. captivating. Right. I mean, it's right. like it's awesome. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I, I will say it's like. And I, I, I'm a last minute Larry, too. I'm, I'm a fireman. Right. So I guess uh, it's tough. All of a sudden you got you know, 50 tickets sold and you're like, well, we need to get at least a here. And then within the last couple of days, it's like, Hey, your ticket's still available. You get all these texts like, yeah, get on and get them. And then before you know it, you know, it's, we, we made, you know, we made the sales that we needed to make to make the show work. But, um, but so that's the struggle of it. But every time we've done it, it's been well worth it. And the reviews we get all the messages I've gotten from people um, like, Hey man, keep it up. I'm definitely coming to the next one. Good. you know so it's 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 worth it it's just worth it in the end all of it that's cool yeah. what you guys said what you do a quarterly you try to We're, that's our that's our aim or or at least like twice a year we want to get into we want to get into like hosting live fire training as well um there's not like part of when we started doing this that we looked at and like part of the reason like yes it's worth it is like there's not a ton in the metro boston new england area like in Maine, you see, in Connecticut, you see it, you obviously see it other parts of the country, but there's not a lot in our backyard. And so, so like being able to bring that in, and I, I want to say there's a, we had a guest on Justin Silva and he actually reached out to us. Then one of the things I thought was one of the coolest things he said during the episode was, was just in the beginning. And he was like, thanks for having me on. This makes new England firefighting feel big. And like, I think that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, you know it's awesome. I mean? Absolutely. So, so part of it is obviously selfish, like, like it's selfish that we get to be a part of this and talk to these people. And like, to your point, sit at the bar with Ray McCormick afterwards and shoot the shit about his, you know, FDI speech, FDIC speech in 2009 and getting in trouble. And you know what I mean? Like just that kind of stuff. But the the goal too, is to ultimately get into doing more. Like we want to get into actually having like, hands-on training and live fire classes and and like if we can be if we can provide that service in this area i think it'll all be worth it i love it absolutely love it so what's next i mean you know there's a lot of things happening here there's a lot of things you want to do um you know the week you guys are doing weekly episodes is that what it is now uh we switched to bi-weekly um so part of that like as barry had said is uh Barry and I both have young kids. Obviously you have kids, you know how the toll it takes and we're kind of getting our feet wet with this. And, 
um, <clears throat> not a lot of monetary return. And that's kind of a hard balance too, because we're not in this to make money. We're in it to promote the fire service, but you know, like for our time and stuff. So one of the things we've done is we've kind of gone to more remote episodes and we're doing bi-weekly episodes so that we can manage it a little bit better. So we have a little bit more time and, and ability to manage what we're doing. I think I think I want to say this to you, though, too, um, as much as you're doing this for the fire service and for yourselves and so on to promote it, people have to understand, too, that it is a time consuming, expensive hobby. Yes. And at some point, it's OK, like to ask. And there's some point you have to put money in your pocket to be able to keep doing this. And I a lot of people I talk to say this right. Same conversation. And I tell them. Your time is worth money if you're missing, you know, if you have the opportunity to work overtime or you have the opportunity to work a side job and you decide to give back to the fire service by doing a podcast instead, like there has to be a way that you can do this and sustain yourself as well. And so don't be afraid right. to look at ways to monetize the show. Don't be afraid to look at ways to raise some money to support you guys, because ultimately it's not a sustainable model to just do it for free forever. Right. And so right. there has to be a way for you guys to find that balance. And, you know, I've, I've helped a lot of people along the way over the years to understand that because even myself, I didn't want to ask until we were ready to ask. And that was literally four and a half, five years in. Yeah, I, we, right. we just recently started asking because for me it was, we had to lay the groundwork first so I can give somebody a return. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I think you it's okay. It. I think it's okay for you guys. And I, I don't want you to shy away from that conversation. By any yeah, means. I think a big, big part of it for us is that we just we need to feel genuine. Like we I understand. Like, uh, like, I don't want anybody and I we don't want anybody coming to us and be like, Oh, you're trying to grab money, you know, selling your t shirts or whatever. I'm, we you, always have them and we do that. But you like, do the right thing. Yeah. If you guys continue on the path that you're on and you do the right thing. Right. And doing the right thing is always the right thing. Authent often, you know, authenticity, transparency, you know, being truthful with your audience. If you deliver the same message and content and you're able to put a few dollars in your pocket so your kids can eat or you can stay home one day, you know what? That matters. And that makes you better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I appreciate that. I, I just yeah, we. <clears throat> It's unbelievable. Guys that are so in love with the job have this unbelievable passion for it. And we're willing to sacrifice so much for it. And I get that, right? On the job, we're willing to lay down our life. At home, right. we're willing to lose money. Like, yeah. again, <laughs> we're talking about electricians yeah. aren't watching yeah. installation of, of outlets yeah. on YouTube. Right. So why are we willing to, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We sacrifice so much for the fire service. It's okay that if you have a platform or you 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 know you're giving back in some ways, it's okay to to have to take a little bit from it too. You know what I'm saying? It's okay yeah. as long yeah. as that message stays authentic. The second you sell out, or the second that that becomes the the goal, and ultimately, if you watch how many people try to do and emulate what we've been doing over the last five six years now and fizzled out, it's because they weren't truly in it for the right reasons right. and so right. whether you monetize or not you got to remain the course you got to stay the course and and you know do the right thing and if you do the right thing i i don't think the money gets in the way right you know that's a good point right. so no, I yeah appreciate that. 
and whatever I can help you guys with too, by all means. I mean, that's this is what I really enjoy doing. I mean, the fact that we opened up with you guys kind of saying that you know we had you know I had a hand in you know at least you know helping. You know what? It means the world to me. And for that, I feel indebted to you guys. Like whatever I can do to help you, if there's anything I can offer, um, you guys want to do some more joint projects together, you're doing your lecture series. If I'm available, I'll come out like whatever. Let's yeah. do it, man. Because I, I, this is what I love. It's guys that love the job that are willing to put themselves out there and talk about it. Um, yeah. And, and you know, and that just kind of goes back to how we opened this this morning was coffee and job talks. I just, yeah. I, I love it. You know, we're yeah. talking about the job, but you guys too on the podcast, and it should be said, people that haven't listened before, what can they expect when they listen to your episodes? I mean, what what are you guys laying down? We try our best to capture firehouse table conversations on topics that matter and deliver them in a platform that's convenient for people, whether that's driving to work or on an airplane or whatever. Um, and we, tr we try to strike the right blend of, of culture tactics and conversation <laughs> um but really you know we we just want people to know that one you know it's okay to be into the job it's okay to love the job and will says this a lot like we just feel that we're we just want to be like a repository of information right we're, we're just one of many like we want people to to listen to national fire radio as much as we want people to listen to job talks as much as we want people to you know read a magazine or go pick up one of vinnie dunn's books and one of my favorite things that Will says is like, we don't care what you do, just do something to make the fire service better. Um, but yeah, when when people tune in, I, I hope that they have a couple laughs, maybe learn a thing or two and uh, and walk away a little bit more reinvigorated and, and you know, realizing that the job is worth it and it's, it's yeah. worth it to be into it. <clears throat> Absolutely. And, and I think like, adding to that is like we're we're pretty young on the job and you know we talk about i know you talk about all the time fires are down incidents are down we do you know different things now so we don't have we don't have 30 years of experience in the 70s 80s 90s even early 2000s fighting fires so if we can bring people on our show that can pass something off to somebody else like like somebody in in the middle of nowhere nebraska having the benefit of hearing freddie eichels or paul morrison or justin silver or brian nardelli speak like that's that's hugely like important to for us and that's kind of like that's that's kind of one of the things that i i love about doing it i listen it's the power of the platform right you know, and, and the fact that, you know, you guys are willing to open up yourselves to share a message with people that are hungry for it. You know, we, I take, I take, I take for granted the fire service that I'm a member of here in, in, in the Northeast, in New Jersey, right outside of New York City. I take for granted the equipment, the training, the people, the everything, right? I take for right. granted because it's what I know. It's what I've known for almost the last 30 years. It's what I've known in the fire service. I've never run out of a one bay firehouse in a very rural town in the middle of America where it's literally neighbors helping neighbors when the neighbor's house catches fire and everybody in the community comes out and they're yeah. running a truck that's 50 years old and they are having pancake breakfast or a chicken fry to raise money for a two yep. million dollar fire truck like it's crazy right when you right, think yeah. about that but that is a big part of what the american fire service is 
Not everybody is rooted in urban and suburban areas. There is a tremendous rural fire service in America that doesn't get the abilities it deserves. And, uh, and so for me, like I said, I take for granted from where I am, but I'm starting to learn more and more, the more trips I go on, the more people I get to talk to, how important they're, how important the influence is for them. That 100%. there's a, an 18 year old kid, a 16 year old kid, a 25 year old man that is in central Kentucky running right. some hard equipment, begging for begging for turnout gear and 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 appliances that work and if we can share something with them to make them feel more powerful or better for it fuck yeah man that's what this is about and and not for nothing but those guys and you this is one thing that i i love about your platform is all those innovations from those people that Mm -hmm. have to get by and they have all these little tips and tricks and things that just make life easier and better like there's it's always a two-way street like to change the communication right like the old guy can always learn something from the new guy and vice versa so like i i love i love that that ability to like get out and like i said your platform is great at that showing all the like seeing all those people that have to work with limited resources and what they're able to do and accomplish and then being able to again like give them some knowledge and know-how from some of these awesome awesome dudes in our job you know it took it took me a long time to really understand that there's a big world when we talk about the fire service and there is there is every aspect of life throughout it and you know if we're going to represent the fire service if we're going to deliver a message to the american fire service it needs rep it needs to be representative of the american fire service yeah and it can't just be rooted in strong northeast opinions and values right we need to be able to share what we know and what we experience with others that maybe don't have the, uh, the abilities to have those experiences. And so we can pass on that knowledge. And then through those tips, tricks, and hacks on apparatus or appliances or operations, like those are all things that can truly help on the channels of delivery of today. Right. And that's the, that's the power of it. Right. Right. And so if we're going to talk to the fire service, let's talk to them, you know? Yep. All of them. Yeah. Love it. And that's, and that's been one of our, one of our missions is to try to get, is to try to get uh, everybody represented on our show because, you know, listen, in, in small, in the small town of Stoughton, I can watch all the FDNY videos I want, but we just don't have the resources. And so the idea for us is, you know, and and I'll listen to podcasts with FDNY guys on them because they have great things to say. There's no question about it. But, you know, I can't relate to that always. And right. so one of the one of the missions we had was to um, was to talk to other people and see how they do it and have these conversations, because that's more relatable for 90 percent of the people we know in the fire service, let alone 98 percent of the fire service across the country. And so having like a relatable platform so guys can say okay, yeah, I see what he's saying there. Or that would work good for my department. That's the same size was kind of um, just sharing knowledge. That's is, is, is yeah. just a, a huge goal of ours, just to share. I love it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and that's what, it's, that's what it's truly all about, right? And that's when you know that your delivery is right, your mission is right. The foundation for which you guys built Job Talks, that's what it's about, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, Absolutely man. I love it. 
So what's next? We're winding down here. We've been going for about an hour. Um, you know, what? Uh, what's next for you guys? What are we looking at? What are we doing? What's exciting? So credit credit to Will. Uh, Will does some some fundraising on his own every year. And so Job Talks has uh, a, a team getting put into the Heroes Cup. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know about the Heroes Cup, it's a, it's a giant uh, fun fest for firefighters, police officers, EMS first responders and uh so we raised uh, a bunch of money we're working with uh detect together um donating all the proceeds to that nice. and so we're putting our roster in uh, in the next week or so and so you'll see us there um june 10th 9th 10th and 11th that is that's the heroes cup is hockey correct hockey yep. that's right it's a big it's hockey in ba- it's in yep. boston no yeah, just it's, outside Marlboro, yeah, Marlboro, Marlboro yeah. Mass. Yep. yep. And it's so that, a, what? It's a, like a weekend-long tournament, right, of all, like, first responder hockey teams battling for the cup, correct? Absolutely, yeah. yep. It's all, it's all public safety and military. Okay. And, uh, and I'm hoping we're supposed to interview the guy that started it on Tuesday. Oh, uh, nice. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. So so we'll we'll have that in, and we'll have an episode up all about it. No, guys, I actually cool. um. I I tried out for the team, Jeremy, but I can't skate backwards, so I, I was cut from the roster. They cut you, or forwards, yeah, or, or forwards for that. Yeah, there, it turns out there. <laughs> turns out uh, Will and John are forward movement oriented, um, and, and my backwards backwards just, skating is yeah. You just hold them back, brother. Sorry. Yep. yep. You know what? You guys are you guys are brothers. You drink beers. You talk yeah. shop. You got a podcast yep. together. But I am the official water boy. The water boy. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, he's Will, gonna be the coach guys... Bombay. Will, are you guys taking donations? Uh yeah. So you can donate to our team. I unfortunately um won't won't be there. Um, but I can give you the link after this to yeah, to make please. donations to our team. So I don't know if you know what Detect Together is, but they're kind of uh leading the charge on cancer and PFAS yes. and all that stuff in the fire service. So um everything we make over our um over our two thousand dollar entry fee goes directly back to Detect Together. So I I do Super Bowl squares every year raise some money that's buying our uniforms and paying our entry fee. So basically everything that anyone else donates, will be going back to detect together. Cool. Well, I'd like to, we'll make a donation. Awesome, yeah, I appreciate so, it. Yeah, appreciate of course. Absolutely, man. I love it. I love it. So Barry, well done, man. Good job uh, putting the team together, pal. That's what yeah. he's known for. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, it might've been the initial brainchild, but I would have been nothing without these two. So I get it. I mean, I got a team behind me. Rob and Sebi have been there since day one. And yeah. now, you know, FDIC, I had seven people with me, you know, awesome. like, and, yeah. you know, and then we have a whole husband and wife marketing team that have, you know, employ several people behind me on the, on the marketing and creative side that we work with different manufacturers with. So like, I get it, man, I get it. Um, but it's fun to watch the vision come true. No. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's we're it's still, pretty surreal, man. Pretty surreal. Is. We're still soaking in, and we're just a couple of guys that wanted to talk about the fire service, and it's incredible to think of where it's taken us, and hopefully where it takes us. Well, I I think it has everything to do with your um your passion and your delivery. Um, you know, you guys are certainly doing it for the right reasons, and I think when you do, you'll win. And um, you guys certainly are standouts, and I appreciate you joining me today and uh talking about you guys and and the job talks podcast um barry where can guys find you where can people find you they want to listen to you what channels where are you what are you doing 
Oh, geez, the I've never done this before. The pressures. <laughs> Will normally. Will, do you want to do it? <laughs> We're away, all, Will. all of our uh, social media is the same. It's Job Talks, J O B T L K S. Um, we're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, and then obviously we're on uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, trying to trying to figure it all out. I get it, man. And I think that's the thing too, right? Is like you know this is new to most of us, right? Even myself, and we're still navigating new spaces every single day and trying to figure it all out. So. It's not going to be perfect. It never will be perfect. Uh, we're just a bunch of firemen, but um, you know we're willing to take those risks and chances of of you know trying something new and different. So, guys, bravo, man! Well awesome, done. Man. I appreciate you, you joining me today, and um, thanks for it was having a lot us. of fun. I appreciate you guys. I'm appreciate the support, Jeremy. Yeah, cool. see you again, brother. Yeah, stay right here. Don't go anywhere. Let me just sign off for the audio's sake, and All then right. Uh, right. I'll be right back to you guys. So, okay. everyone, thank you for tuning in for another episode of the National Fire Radio Podcast, Job Talks Podcast, J-O-B-T-L-K-S. Forget the A. It's Job Talks Podcast. No A. These guys are doing really good things for the fire service. They're putting together a great lineup, and they're sharing their passion and knowledge about the job. So take this story today. Take it back to the firehouse and talk about it. Because when we talk about the job, we are making the job better. Fellas, thanks for joining me. We'll see you at the next one. Jeremy, National Fire Radio.